Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wannabe Entrepreneur. What's up, bootstrappers? Everything good with you? I hope you had a lovely week and a great carnival. Is today's carnival day? I think so. You know, carnival was really, really big in Dusseldorf and Cologne back in Germany when I used to live there. I, I'm not a huge fan of Carnival, but um, I mean, if there's beer, I'm there. And uh, we always had a lot of fun. And my last Carnival was actually before or in the year of COVID, that COVID started. And we were there. We were very naive, all partying, drinking from each other's bottle. And uh, a few days after, a lot of people had COVID and COVID kind of started. And I think that Carnival was cancelled this this time as well in 2022 it was cancelled again so that's really unfortunate because those cities really really leave for carnival they actually start carnival in november <laughs> how crazy is that so they start carnival on the 11th of november at 11 11 a.m so a lot of 11s there and they always come and bring berliners and they party and they get really really drunk <laughs> So yeah, happy carnival to everyone, and uh, I'm very happy to be talking with you again. It seemed that it was more than a week for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe because all the craziness that is happening with the world, with the Ukrainian invasion, and uh, all that. I've been glued to the TV watching that, uh, and the, the words from Giordano, if you remember the interview I had with him from Juice Media, always pop up in my mind, he kept on saying that we are living history, and that's true, this will be written in the history books in the future, and it's up to us to write history in the proper way, so far I think this has been unprecedented, people from all Europe and actually from all world united to protect the little one, to protect the Ukrainian people, which Portuguese people really have a great relationship with them. Uh, the, there's a lot of Ukrainian people here living and uh, we've been uh, working together and uh, partying together for a long time. And I also met a lot. I worked with a lot of Ukrainians and even interviewed here, of course, in the, in the podcast. So... It feels so weird to see that uh, from one day to the other, everyone was happy living their life, and then the next day there were bombs falling and in their cities. And uh, it's really hard for me to comprehend this. I sent a message to all my Ukrainian friends, but I mean, there's nothing else that I can do. I think awareness is really important, though. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of other wars going on in the world that no one kind of cares about. And just the fact that there's awareness that, that the world is watching, I think, and I truly believe that made the politicians react much faster. There's so many sanctions and unprecedented and uh, things going on, right? The, the EU is even sending uh, weapons to the Ukraine, something that never happened in the past. So... Awareness is really important. Unfortunately, so far, there's nothing else I can do. Of course, that this makes me really, really sad. And also the fact that now the countries in Europe are actually thinking on investing more in weapons and military. Uh, Germany said that, that they wanted to invest more 
Portugal the same, and we don't even have money. I mean, Portugal needs this money, and now we are investing in weapons. And this makes me really sad, because we should go towards peace. We should work for science, for better knowledge, for better communication, for a more sustainable world. And instead, we are still working towards military, weaponry, and in the end, war. I understand that it's important and uh, that Europe needs to do this, but it's still really, really sad. Anyways, this was the intro that I wanted to give about all the craziness that is happening in the world. But what I'm really going to talk about is puppies, because this is a podcast about puppies. <laughs> no. This is the podcast about uh, entrepreneurship and bootstrapping and about my own journey, also building my projects. And there's a lot of news for you, a lot of experiments that I want to share with you. I want to speak about the WB community. As you remember, in the last episode, I told you that I increased the prices and things were not going very well. So I, I want to tell you what I've done to correct that. I also develop a new feature for the WB community and I'm doing some tests. So I will mostly speak about the WB community. And I also want to share a little bit of a new idea that uh, I had and uh, how I kind of tested the waters with it using Reddit, actually. So that's the idea for today's episode. And then in the end, of course, some uh, tips and tricks. And today the tips and tricks will be related to Split B. Let's get started with today's episode. I have been sharing with you in, in the past episodes that I'm reading a book called Hooked. It's taking a while, I know, for me to finish it, but I'm almost in the end and I've learned a lot. The idea of this book is to teach you how to build products that your users will use as a habit, they will use often. They, they will be addicted to. It's a very interesting method, and I'm almost in the end. I've learned most of the concepts so far. And actually, this book was recommended to me by Alexandra. Alexandra, she's from Ukraine. I interviewed her in episode 152. It's a very interesting interview about marketing for bootstrappers. And I've been following Alexandra's tweets it's really scary what's happening. She's been uh, tweeting about uh, Ukraine and Kiev and what's happening there. So I just want to say also that uh, myself and the wannabe entrepreneurs are with you, Alexandra. We hope that you're safe. And this book is really, really interesting. Let, let me just give you a very quick summary of what I've learned and all the steps that are needed to create a habit. First of all, you need a trigger. A trigger is what brings the user to your website or app or whatever. And the trigger can be external or internal. External are like app notifications or emails or billboards. This is something that you see and reminds you or triggers you to test or to go or open the product. And then you have the internal triggers. The internal triggers are something that come from within. So, for instance, when you open Twitter, you feel some kind of addiction. You want to see, but there's nothing actually externally that uh, motivates you to open Twitter. You just decide by yourself. So, 
the goal for all the products is to create these internal tweeters. Tweeters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to create these internal triggers so that you they don't have to invest anything in marketing or notifications or whatever to bring you to the product. You just return organically. After the trigger, you need the action. So what is the most simple action that the user can do to interact with your product? The idea is to create an action that is compelling, that is simple, and uh, that doesn't serve as a barrier between the user will to use your product and actually using your product. After the action, you have the reward. You want to give a reward to your user for using your product. And uh, there's multiple types of rewards. I don't remember now fully, but I know there's the tribe reward. So basically getting the approval of your peers. For instance, on Instagram, you can get a like or you can get a comment from your peers. Then you have the self reward. So something that you want to get off the product. So either it's information or you want to collect some coins, whatever. And I think there's also some other reward that I don't remember. But this is kind of, you get the gist, right? And last but not least, you have investment. Users need to invest in the product to create a habit. And this is really interesting. One thing that they say in this book, and I can definitely see this happening also with me, is that your brain is wired in such a way that things that you did not like in the past, you kind of start liking in the future, just because that's the direction you want to go. So a very good example is with beer. I think everyone, the first sip that you took from beer, from a bottle of beer or glass or whatever, you didn't like. Most of us don't like beer in, in the first glass or two, it's an acquiring taste, as they say. And it's really interesting because your brain learns to like it. I love beer now, right? Because I kind of wanted to drink it. Mostly, I guess, for social pressures, everyone was drinking. And in order to fit in, I need to like beer. So your brain wires itself or rewires rather to so that you can learn to like it. It's the same, for instance, with school. If you don't have enough marks to enter in a certain college you get sad at first but then you cannot rewire your brain and you think no it was a good thing that it, i didn't get in that college because i didn't want it to be a doctor anyways and you really believe that so this is a very, very interesting uh, thing that happens to your brain and it happens the same with the products if you invest some time if you invest money for instance you don't like gym, right? So when you're not in the gym, you see others going to the gym and say, oh, that's so stupid. I, I'd much rather run or play volleyball, whatever. But the moment you start paying for a gym, you, you need to like it because you're paying. Otherwise, if why would you pay if you didn't like it? You are you would look like a fool. So your brain, again, rewires itself so that you like it. So the more you invest into something, the more you like it. It's really important to have a little investment from the users. And a great example is when you create an account on LinkedIn, LinkedIn asks for information. It asks for your name, asks for your resume. The more information LinkedIn can take from you, the easier it is to get you to return to their product. And this is the circle of hooked. I hope I didn't miss any important step, but this is kind of the basis on how to create 
good habit or a product that is addictive and people want to use. And it's interesting because I've been thinking on a very recent feature that I added to the community, to the WB space, and I'm trying to see how this fits in into all this habit circle. So one of the most used channels on our WB community, which I, I'm super surprised, I, I, was, I would never expect that this would be the most used channel, is the what I am doing today. This channel is where people share, as the name says, what are they doing, what they are working on. And in the beginning, it was funny. I, the first name of this channel was actually called Stand Up. And Stand Up is a meeting that we normally have where every day you share what you're doing in that day, what are your blockers, and so on. And the Wolfie back then told me that no one was using that channel. Maybe it was better to just archive it. I did archive it. But then, I don't know, I, I had this urge to just create another one that would do the same because I wanted to share what I was doing. I wanted to see what others were doing. So I created this channel. I renamed it to what I'm doing today. And people are using it daily. And it's not only with entrepreneur-related tasks. They also share their own tasks. They, they share that they will be spending the day with the family or traveling. It's so interesting. So there is already some kind of habit going on. I didn't intend to, but people do this every day. So what is the trigger? This is somehow an internal trigger already, if I think about it, because I don't send any emails. Maybe can be you see that someone else shared about their day and this triggers you to also share about yours. Okay, maybe that's the external trigger, but there's also a lot of internal trigger. People just want to share. Then the action is simple. You just go and write, what are you doing today? Very simple. The reward is a social re reward mostly because people, sometimes they comment on what you're doing or they give you a nice emoji. And the, the investment is obviously to write down or even to also write on uh, comments or react to others' messages. Recently, I added a very cool feature, which is a streak bot. And I took this idea from Product Hunt and basically tells you how many days in a row you shared what you're doing. And this bot, every time you write uh, today's message, it will count and tell you you are in a three-day streak or a four-day streak. And people are loving it. And I am loving it too because, I don't know, it's some kind of another reward, right? So now every time I write something, I get a little count and I just I don't want to stop writing it because if I stop, my count goes back to zero. So this is a very cool new feature that I implemented. It, it, it was really nice to be able to code again and to create something. As you know, my product is a community, so it's not mainly a tech product, but I am a tech guy. So I will always come up with cool features. And uh, this one worked. There's a lot of features that did not work, I have to tell you, but this one did. And uh, it's, it's really, really cool. Another thing that is happening with the community, and uh, I told you, I've been telling you in the past episodes, is that I, I decided to increase the prices. I increased the prices from uh, 4 euros to 8 euros, and this is almost the same in dollars, so, so it's like 4.6 to 9.6 or something. And uh, it didn't go very well. 
in the beginning, I immediately got two new people joining, and I was like, "Whoa, people still in, enjoy the community and they they agree with the prices." But then it stopped. It's been almost two weeks without anyone new joining the community, and I was freaking out. I have to say, I was freaking out. I was thinking, "Why did I decide to increase the prices? This was so stupid." I mean, I, I still don't have that many. I have 30 paying users now. Is, is it in, is too soon, right? So after more than a week or almost two weeks of not getting any member, new member, I decided to reduce the prices back. I did a survey on Twitter and I asked a bunch of people to give their opinion on what should be the prices. And I put zero. 5, 8, and 10. A lot of people voted on 0, which is nice because these are the people that are not my users. So it's important to have the 0 there so that I can filter out the, the users that will never use my community. And funny, the second most voted price is actually $10. And I was thinking, how is this possible? I just increased the price to $8 and no one is registering to the community but now they vote all in 10 I really don't understand why I think I'm it's just really hard to explain how cool this community is in a landing page I think that's the main problem so what I decided was to price it at $5 and my reasoning is if people are willing to pay $10 to join a community, $5 should be a no-brainer. They should think, okay, I'm in. I don't care because I'm willing to pay double. So this is a great price. I changed the price, if I'm not wrong, on Friday. So far, no one joined yet. So a bit sad. But let's see if the conversion kind of goes back to that uh, 3% that I told you in the past. And that would be really nice because I'm kind of freaking out. There's not a lot of new members joining. It's really hard to describe what is the value of such a community or co-working space or whatever you want to call it. But recently, I think I came up with the right words. Even, even for me, it was hard to understand. It's funny. I don't know if this happens to you. But with me, I can work in a product or in, in something for a long time and not being able to fully explain what I'm doing. And then suddenly, from one day to the other, I just have the right words. I just have all the concepts clear in my mind, and it's much easier for me to explain. A great exercise for me is to try to explain to others, try to teach, sometimes teaching, and this is not only for entrepreneurship. Sometimes, let's say, there's a certain physics equation that I don't fully understand. But once I explain it to someone else, or rather, I know how to use it. I, I just don't maybe fully understand it. And when I explain it to someone else, then I am able to understand because I have to put everything clear in my mind so that I can clearly explain it to someone else. So I think this is also a great exercise. So try to explain what your product is to your family, someone that is completely outside, and try to see in how many words you can explain it. it, it and try to and try to improve it. It will be really hard in the beginning. People will be like, yeah, I really don't understand. But there will be a time when you just use the right words and they'll be like, ah, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I can see how people will use it. 
So this is kind of what what was happening with the community. I was finally able to explain to to my partner what the community was, and uh, let me try to explain to you too. So it's really important for entrepreneurs to be surrounded with like-minded people. It's important because you get motivation, you get people that understand you, you can get mentorship, and you can learn from them too. So hands down, I've been talking with a lot of entrepreneurs and everyone tells me that it's really, really important to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs. But this is not easy. You can do it on Twitter, you can do it on Indie Hackers, but it's a very hard process. You need to find people on Twitter, you need to DM them, you need to schedule calls, you need to somehow cultivate a relationship, but you don't have the time. It really takes a long time to do that. And there's where my community can help. Because in the community, we do that for you. We filter out the people already, so the people that are in the community already are people that want to meet other entrepreneurs, so it's much easier. And we create the vibe and the environment for that. We have the Slack channel, we create the events, we create the random coffees, and we create the tools and productivity tools for you to meet other entrepreneurs. So we make networking easy. That's what the community is. We make this process of uh, meeting other entrepreneurs and finding entrepreneur friends easy. That's our value. You don't have to spend hours on Twitter and Indie Hackers to meet people. You can just pay $5 a month and we do that for you. That's the value of the community and that's the value that I want to provide to my users. I finally got it. So what I decided to do is to create a new landing page explaining this trying to convey this message. But the other landing page was kind of working. So do you know what I've done? Starts with A and finishes with B. Well, I guess it finishes with T. A-B test. Yes, I'm doing an A-B test. Crazy. We used to do this a lot in Trivago. We would like A-B-C-D test. Like we had so many variations for the same feature. I've never done it with my own bootstrapping project, but now I decided to do it. Split B really makes it easy. I have to say that I'm not sponsored by them. I'm just a user and I really like their product. So in Split B, you can do two types of redirect tests. You can do, or rather two types of A-B testing. One is feature-based, which I've never tried, but I can assume that uh, you need to do something with JavaScript or something. or It basically only changes a little bit of the page. So if you want to test the button that is green and another one that is blue, you just change the color of the button. Or you can completely test two different landing pages. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's called the redirect test. Very, very simple to set up. And the idea is for you to split your traffic between these two pages and see which one has a better result, a better conversion. Very simple to set up. First thing I did was to create another version of my landing page and I named it uh, Coworking V2. So the first one is called, the base one is called Coworking and the second version is called Coworking V2. It's completely different. Well, not super, super different, but conveys this message I was telling you about. And uh, it's done and it's available on slash Coworking V2. Then I go to Split B and I click 
on uh, experiments and I just start a new experiment. I have to say that you can do one experiment for free with a, with a free tier. If you want to do more experiments, you need to start paying and probably in the future. I don't know their prices, but if they are reasonable prices, I'll probably start paying in the future because this is really cool. And uh, you just say which one is your base variation, your main page. And I, I said it was the co-working. And then you say which one is your variation 2, your V2. And I said it was the co-working V2. You can actually add more variations. You can have three or four different variations. I just have two at this moment. And then you can define your weight distribution. So do you want 50-50? So half of your users go to the co-working and the other half go to the co-working V2. Or you want... 30, 70 or something. You can just decide your own weight. I'm doing a 50-50. And in the beginning, I did that. I, I clicked on a start experiment, but nothing was happening. The users were not being redirected. They, all of them were going to the co-working. And I was like, why is this happening? Then after some Googling, I realized that actually you need to add a different script. So this all works with JavaScript snippets. So you need to add one specifically for this feature to work, this redirecting to work. That's something that I have to point that is not very clear in their documentation. And even when you open documentation, you have nothing that uh, describes how this works. So this was, I had to Google it and then find it through Google. So this was a bit uh, bad. So by the way, if anyone from Splitbee is listening to this, you probably will uh, want to update a little bit the documentation. But after adding the script, it just started to work seamlessly, very, very well. I tried it. I opened in incognito a couple of times, and then I was redirected between the two pages. In Split B, you can also define events. It's really easy to define events. And uh, my event that I defined was when people click on Join Now. So Join Now is the button. It's my click to action button that takes people to the Buy Me a Coffee platform where people can actually become a member and pay for it. So that's another thing that you can define. You can define what is the main event that you want people to do. And I said, it's this one, join the community. And now they also calculate the conversion. So they immediately tell you which one is working better than the other. So super, super cool. And now I have a little dashboard that tells me how many unique users each page had and what are the conversions. So far, surprisingly, the main page, the co-working page, has much, much bigger conversion. So 26%. But I didn't have a lot of people still coming. So it says that I had 19 unique users in the co-working page and 29, actually more, in the V2. But uh, still, I have more conversion in the base variation. So the main one. I don't know if split B as a way to determine if it's me because I, I tested and I, I don't think that they have a way, maybe I have to try to, to find it, but a way to exclude my own IP. This is something that I really need to do because I don't have that many users coming. So my actions really affect the results of the test. And normally when you do A-B testing, you want to do it with much more traffic. So I'm not sure if this is enough traffic to actually come up with a conclusion. But it's a really cool feature, and I think everyone should try it. And I will now work a little bit on the co-working V2 landing page, because there are things that I can still do to improve. And I will see if 
it works better or not. I just wanted to share this because if you have a little bit more traffic and you want to test different features or want to test different colors, whatever, or even different wordings, you should do an A-B test. And if you are using Split B, it's really, really easy to set it up. So this is also a mixture of my project updates and uh, tips and tricks for entrepreneurs. And now I just want to go to the last topic I want to talk about. I want to talk about a new idea that I've been working on and how I was able to test it and maybe already to discard this idea. I'm still not absolutely sure. So this idea came when, well, again, came from my own problem, something that happened to me many, many times, which is to find cool coffee places where I can work. And it's not that easy to find coffee places for multiple reasons. First of all, it's a day of work, right? So when I'm going to find something, it might take some time for me. And especially if I'm, let's say, in Amsterdam or well, I'm, I'm saying Amsterdam because this happened to me in Amsterdam. But whatever, if you are traveling and you want to work from a coffee place, you you have to decide. I either stay in my Airbnb and work from here and I know that it will work. Well, I will spend one, two hours to find the right coffee place and uh, having the risk of losing that time. So that's already the first problem. You never know if the coffee place that you're going to find is good. Then how do you find these coffee places? I mostly go on Google Maps and I try to maybe filter the reviews and try to see if people were working there before. I try to see the vibe from the pictures, but you never know if it will be good or not just by Google Maps. And it happened to me going to a coffee place, buying a coffee, opening my laptop, and the owner just comes and says, I don't want you to work here. Please stop working. Close your laptop. So this actually happened. It, it was really, really a shitty experience. And uh, I think that maybe there's a better way. Why not creating a platform where people can immediately see all the cool coffee places where they can work. It, it seems obvious because I guess, especially now with so many people working remotely, everyone would, or a lot of people would have this problem. I actually discussed this with a member of the WB space, George. He is also from Lisbon and he has the same similar problems. And we were saying, okay, maybe this is really cool. I discussed it with João, the designer that I also interviewed here. He thought it was also a good idea. So it was time for me to test the waters. And I told you this before, but maybe a long time ago, a great, great way to test if this problem that you want to solve is really a problem is to go on Reddit and ask about it. So that's exactly what I've done. I went on Reddit and I went to the Digital Nomad subreddit because I imagine that if there's someone that has this problem or at least knows how to solve it, are digital nomads because they probably work from coffee places a lot. And uh, I asked a question, a very simple question, which is how do you find cool coffee places where you can work? And I gave a little introduction. I'm working remotely and I quite often, I like working from coffee places. However, it is always a pain to find new spots that are calm with good Wi-Fi and nice working vibe. How do you find cool places where you can work? And if you see what I'm doing here, I am. this has two main purposes. First purposes, I want to see if this is a real problem. 
And by that, I will determine that if people actually upvote my thread, if everyone ignores it, most likely it's because no one really cares about it. And I will see how they answer. And second, I this is also kind of a market analysis because I can assume that a lot of people will give the solu their own solutions. This one was really nice because it had 14 upvotes and 27 comments. So there's something here, you know, at least it's a topic that people are willing to talk about and maybe it's a problem. And then I started just reading people's comments. Most people are actually using Google Maps. So it's exactly like me. It seems that a lot of people were doing the exactly thing, the exact thing that I was doing. Going on Google Maps, going there, maybe doing some scouting of the place before and determining which coffees are good and then repeating those. So I was feeling good. I was feeling that uh, there was a lot of people with the same problem. Maybe this could be a good idea. But then some people also gave a solution. And some products that already exist that somehow do exactly what I wanted to do. For instance, there's one called Work From, where you can just open it and it's a Google Maps or Street View Maps with a little a lot of pins where you can see all the cool coffee places. I tested here in Lisbon and I've seen a lot of cool coffee places that I didn't know. And when you click on them, you see a lot of cool information. You see the number of available outlets, you see how fast the internet is, how cool the vibe is. So it kind of already exists. I found a couple of other platforms. I have to say none of the platforms is really, really good. For instance, the work from is quite slow and the other ones, they are a bit dodgy. So you can see that there's not a lot of money being invested there, that it's not a huge product yet. So maybe I could come up with something that will compete. But somehow the fact that it already exists I don't know. I, what I wanted to do now is to use it myself. I want to use this work from product myself and find some coffee places and go because this is the best way to see if I'm being biased, right? Because if there's a product that already doing this, this is a product that already solves my problem and I'm not using it, even though I know it exists, why would I use my own product then? It makes no sense. So this is a great way because now I have already a lot of research done just with one simple Reddit thread I know that maybe this idea is not as good as I thought in the beginning and uh, I can use this for my further research. I will share it with uh, George and, and with Joao and everything. So this is really cool and I'll start using work from as well to see if I can find some cool coffee places and if I can build a product that is better than the work from product. I will keep you posted on how this is going. But again, now I'm focusing 100% in the community and this is actually the last month march is the last month that i'm getting the unemployment money coming from germany it's, it was really great i have to say this is so good and i have a lot of entrepreneur friends that are doing the same this really gives us the time to spend in learning about how to be a good entrepreneur if it wasn't for this i probably wouldn't have this podcast i probably wouldn't have the community or even change it. So it's, it's, it's been really, really cool, but it's it's getting to the end and I'm still not making enough to be able to live from it. So it's a bit stressful. I don't know. Let's see how March go. I have to say February was amazing. I got a lot of new members. If it happens the same or even better on March, maybe I'll be able to just continue growing this community. But yeah, regarding the lifestyle of the entrepreneur, it seems that I've been uh, more 
healthy or with a healthier mindset. I'm not stressing out that much. I'm more relaxed, even though not and nothing actually changed. Everything is kind of the same. So it's, it's again, as I told you, it's always it's always a roller coaster. Sometimes you're really down. Sometimes you're really up. In the past two weeks, I've been okay. I'm I'm learning how to deal with uncertainty, learning how to deal with being an entrepreneur. It's something. It's an acquired taste. It doesn't come easy. But I don't know, it's, I'm feeling good and uh, I'm feeling that I'm having the impact that I wanted. I wanted to have, of course, a bigger impact, but we are now 100 people listening to these episodes every week, which is amazing. 100 people are listening to me at the moment. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and uh, today I got, or yesterday actually, in the, in the end of the February, I got kind of quote-unquote my paycheck coming from the community so i asked stripe to give me a one-time payment with all the money i've made in each month so it it has two main reasons first of all it sounds like i'm getting a salary and second it's it's i think i get lower fees from stripe the other option would be for stripe to pay me every time so let's say someone joins i immediately get the five dollars but now it's better to just accumulate everything and yesterday i got 230 euros amazing you know it's i know it's still very far but i mean it's good it's good money it's good money that i'm getting and even if i get a job now and i just keep on working in the community on the side it's an extra 200 250 euros that i'm getting so not bad not bad for a six months investment it's not easy to get this from other kinds of investments i have to say and uh so yeah, I'm feeling good and there's nothing much to say in uh, the lifestyle of an entrepreneur besides this. So this is the end of today's episode. Let me just give you the last notes. As you know, if you want to be a wannabe entrepreneur, big fan and support us, there's many ways you can do. What is the first one? Share it with your friends. Tweet about the wannabe entrepreneur. Something interesting that you learned in this episode. Maybe about Split B or maybe about the community, whatever. You can tweet about it and uh, all of your entrepreneur friends will know that you listen to the wannabe entrepreneur and they'll be like, oh, this is so cool. I also want to be an entrepreneur, so I will listen. <laughs> and uh, another way you can support this podcast is to become a member of the wb space mostly if you want to meet other entrepreneurs it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded people and this is the place for that it's five dollars per month and you will also be supporting this podcast if you don't want to join the community and you only want to support this episode you can just also go there and uh, buy you don't have to join the community and you are supporting the Wannabe Entrepreneur Podcast. It's, it really means a lot. And it makes my day when I see that someone is supporting this podcast. And that's it. That's it for today's episode. I hope you have a great week. This was another Wannabe Entrepreneur. See you on Thursday. If you were a vegetable, which vegetable would you be?
And it's not the vegetable that you like the most, it's the one that resembles your personality the most. Let me know on Twitter.